0: This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal C. Run. Jamal. Jamal. Jamal, C. Run. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. This is the Jamal Show.
1: Jamal this is when I come in. I'm the, the man in the house. Jamal. And I have a question for you people today. Is it not a glorious day to be alive? Is it not a glorious day to be alive, my friends? That is a rhetorical question. That means that it's a question to make you think. And the answer to that question is always, always, always a great big yes. From my perspective, at least, even in the darkest moments of life, even in times when it doesn't feel good to be alive, yes, even in those days when life gets complex, I always remind myself that I am not guaranteed tomorrow. And so it that has the effect of helping me appreciate today, even if it is a gloomy one. But it just so happens that the day is not gloomy this time. You are my friends who God has smiled upon in order for you to be here with me. But there are many others who could not be here with us through no fault of their own. Whether it be COVID-19 or heart failure or whether it be... That they were murdered in broad daylight, like Ahmad Aubrey down in Georgia. By the way, the father and son who killed Aubrey were just denied bail yesterday. Got to stick that in. So the day is not gloomy, indeed. A little while ago, I did a broadcast on an incident. Oh, excuse me, on a video blog. It was an incident that I talked about, Mont Aubrey. It was a episode called Accountability. You should go back and listen to that podcast. It was one of my favorites, but I digress. Many of these people who are not with us would have enjoyed even another bad day if they could have that without question. So let us appreciate what we have while we have it. There is yet another thing we should appreciate. We now have answers to certain questions that we didn't have two weeks ago when you last heard my voice. We have the answer to a few pertinent questions that America needed to answer. I'll throw some out. Questions like, do Americans enjoy being lied to every day by a president who's supposed to serve them? Do Americans really enjoy hearing politicians talk about their personal grievances every day as opposed to the problems of the country? Do Americans really love nepotism? When they hire a president, is it the intention of Americans to hire everybody in the president's family as well? How many people get a job and get to put their daughter on the payroll like a Saudi Arabian king? Is that really good for a country? Here's another question Do American taxpayers enjoy propping up the businesses of elected officials? Do the taxpayers mind paying three bucks for each glass of water the president drinks while visiting his own hotel? Do Americans expect the commander-in-chief to have respect for the sacrifice of those in the military? Is there any voter on earth who is concerned at all with Hunter Biden's life? And last but not least, does character matter? These are all questions that were answered In the last week with the election of Joseph Robinette Biden and Kamala Harris. Let me just set this straight. It's not Kamala. It's not Kamala. I don't know what other reiteration y'all can turn this into. It's Kamala. Imagine a comma in the middle of a sentence. Kamala, Kamala. That's how she wants it pronounced. And that's the correct way to pronounce it. So happy Joe Biden Day. I see that many people were already happy before I even got on the air today. Judging by the dancing in the streets I've been seeing over the past week. Did you see that? People were dancing in front of the White House holding signs saying you're fired. Parties were going off in all cities around the world. Well, maybe not all cities. I was a special guest on a video blog on Saturday evening called Living in the Burbs. It plays on Facebook. You should go check it out. And the two hosts, Mr. and Mrs., that's their names, the Mr. and the Mrs., they live in a particularly Trump-friendly part of New Jersey they told me that it was pretty quiet out there with regard to parties. And with good reason, because Trump lost in a landslide last week. And I know it was a landslide. I know it was a landslide. Don't tell me it wasn't, because Trump called it one when he beat Hillary Clinton by the same amount of electoral votes in 2016. So, you know, what's good for the goose is good for the orange moose. That's what I always say. But the truth is, And I I had some applause for you on this, but I can't play it, but imagine applause here. The truth is that I have applause for you. You did it. You stood in lines in the rain. I saw you. I saw you on the news. I saw you on different viral videos. You waited for hours in line, and you voted. You went to the polls, regardless of intimidation from the Proud Boys, and in some incidents, Some instances you went regardless of police Who were put there to intimidate you I saw some of you dancing in line That was really good If you didn't see that Go to the Jamal Show Facebook page I put that up And you did it You removed Donald Trump from the White House That's something Trump supporters said could never happen Actually they say a lot of things Like Trump will build a wall that Mexico will pay for They can be a little bit irrational But I digress I told you it could happen. In the Vote Damn It broadcast I did just four weeks ago, I told all my black folk that if you want to win, all you have to do is bring a friend to the polls with you. There are more liberals than conservatives right now in this country, and we can easily outnumber them if we just follow up, if we just show up. And you clearly did that in the cities that matter the most. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Detroit, these are all black cities, majority black. And those are the places where Joe Biden got his foothold on the election. You did this, black folk. 91% of black women voted for Joe Biden. 80% of black men voted for Joe Biden. While the black man number is kind of low to me, you still did this, black folk. Those numbers were high enough to blow out Hotlanta and give Joe Biden Georgia. You ever see that old gangster movie called Benny Blanco? I'll admit this is an old reference. I think it was Benny Blanco. Somebody out there is gonna correct me sometime soon, but in this movie, one gangster is like looking at the other gangster while he dies, and he says, I did this to you. I did this to you. That's what black people are saying to Donald Trump today. I did this to you. We can look Donald Trump in the eye and say, we did this to him. And it just so happens, that this message is very relevant to my live audience here and in and around Hartford, to mostly black city. And I'm told that the audience of this radio station is mostly black, people from 35 to 55 around there. So I can say this to you in earnest. You are responsible for this election outcome. Don't forget that for next time. And I'm not saying this just to boost your ego, black people. I'm also not saying this to say that the vote of white people is any less important. It is most certainly not. Even though we have an electoral college, we at the Jamal Show firmly believe that every vote is equal in regards to each state. And that makes sense. But the fact is that whenever there's a big upset in American politics, it is usually directly attributable to the minority vote in one way or another. Either the black vote didn't show up or it did show up. Many times you can call an election based on a black vote participation by itself. For instance, in 2016, the black vote didn't show up. We all know this. It was the lowest black vote in 20 years, especially in cities like the ones I just named, Milwaukee, Detroit, Philadelphia. This was widely reported. Black people were either not entirely motivated by Hillary Clinton, or the black vote was suppressed, or both. And I spoke about this in an old broadcast called Black People Failed America. I guess um maybe I should be more direct with my titles, but yeah, it was a podcast called Black People Failed America. Go take a listen. Because of the lack of black participation around the country in 2016, Hillary Clinton was expected to win but lost by what some consider a landslide. And I can go back even further. If you're old like me, you may remember a guy called Al Gore who basically tied George W. Bush in a race for that presidency in two thousand, uh, in the year 2000, in fact. Not many people know this, but that too was an election where black people failed to participate. They came out for Bill Clinton before him, but not for Al Gore. If the black vote was there like it was expected to be for Al Gore, he would have been president instead of George W. Bush. Your vote matters, people. Your vote matters. Joe Biden knows this. Joe Biden knows this. That's why he said the following in his uh, victory speech. I'm going to play this for you. I'm proud of
2: the campaign we built and ran. I'm proud of the coalition we put together. The broadest and most diverse coalition in history. Democrats, Republicans, independents, progressives, moderates, conservatives, young, old, urban, suburban, rural, gay, straight, transgender, white, Latino, Asian, Native American. I mean it. Especially those moments, and especially those moments when this campaign was at its lowest ebb, the African-American community stood up again for me. Oh, you always you had my back, back
1: and I'll have, have yours. yours. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but Joe Biden just banged his, his, his fist on the table. Particularly when he said black people, when he mentioned black people, he was like, you always had my back. I, He said that in his victory speech. He said he had the backs of black people. Now he's laid it out on a table. He's heard you. He saw you in the lines. He knows to whom um, he owes his base. Over 160 million people voted in 2020, the biggest percentage of civilians since 1908. Despite all of the obstacles and barriers put up by Republicans to make it more difficult for you to vote, Not only did over 160 million people vote, but this has been called the most secure vote in American history by the Department of Homeland Security. After all the worry we had about Russian and Chinese antics, it came out all right. And I must say that we have a lot to be proud of as a country. We have redeemed ourselves as a country in front of the world, in front of ourselves, in front of our children. Redemption be the theme of today's broadcast, America has redeemed itself, and now we can say for certain that character matters, that truth matters, that empathy matters, justice matters, not just to me, and I can say this for a fact, it doesn't just matter to me, but it matters to a majority of the voting public, those are the people that matter because of their vote. But we also have things to work on as a country because we still are a country where a man like Donald Trump can find just over 70 million votes. That's more votes than he got in 2016 with higher margins in certain demographics. In other words, there are people who actually exist who saw the actions of this unfit president and said, yes, yes, I want more of that. More of that for me. Waiter, waiter, bring me more Of what we just saw for four years That's what some people said And so while we have a new president coming For the love of God This new president has pledged to unite Two opposing forces in America I forget the politician who said this But he was brilliant He said American elections always have the effect Of holding a mirror to the face of the nation Our mirror in 2020 Excuse me reflects two Americas, one based on delusion of cult of personality that they wish to impose upon others, and one based on reality. They say America is divided, and it is. It's divided between those who value diversity, who look forward to demographic change, and those who are culturally anxious of the forthcoming demographic change in America. That happens to be inevitable, by the way. It's inevitable. The majority of kids in elementary school are already not white. So America is divided, alright. It's divided between those who believe health care should be not be provided. Healthcare should not be provided to those who cannot afford it. And those who believe healthcare is a right for every American to enjoy. America is divided between those who believe blacks are more violent and thus cause more fatal police incidents upon themselves. And those who believe in the reality of systemic racism. America is divided between those who feel the justice system is doing what it was created to do, and that's just fine. But then other people, other people, they feel like the justice system should be reformed to be more fair than it was created to be. Because it certainly was, a cre- it was created to be unfair. We can see that. There are a lot of strange differences here in America. There are a lot of strong differences that we have with each other, philosophical differences, and the new president, Joe Biden, has a lot of work to do, just as I do, because it's time for me, of course, to take care of some chores right quick. Please bear with me as I keep my job and tell you, welcome to Saturday, my friends. This is the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent live and on your favorite podcasting network. My name is Jamal. I'm your listener guide, mostly along for the ride, coming straight through the Hartford Connecticut studios of WKND, and once again, I'm doing that live. The revolution will not be televised, it will be broadcast on live radio, and then placed on Spotify, because the internet, why not? Gotta say hello to the Bishop, and my other guests in the live studio with me, congratulations Bishop on removing Donald J. Trump from the office of president, good job, good job, um, so that he can return to the comedy circuit, where he belongs. That was you who did that. You redeemed America. Thank you, Bishop. Let me remind you that while we are on Facebook Live on the air, the sound is best while using the TuneIn app for your phone or the simple radio app. Your choice. Just look for WKND 1480 AM. Let me add that the Jamal Show is so great, so very great, that we actually have deaf listeners. Who can say that? Not deaf as in deaf, deaf jam records. Deaf as in can you hear me, man? If you don't believe me that we have deaf listeners, check out Deborah on our Jamal Show Instagram video page. Deborah is our sign language interpreter for the show, and you will never see anything like it. I respect her because it's very hard to translate Jamal, so let's give her a hand. That's my real applause because my fake applause went down with the technical difficulties this morning, but I digress. Now, it's been two weeks since you and I have communicated. Two weeks ago, we talked about preparedness. Today, I'm prepared to bring you stories of American redemption from four years of chaos. And how will I pull it off, people? Well, you know, how I always do it, by scheming and planning on how to get you all more intelligent. And it's not at all easy. They're trying to say my vote was illegitimate, but I remain vigilant. I keep trying. Here's some information for absolutely free. The Jamal Show broadcasts live every two weeks on Saturdays, which is more than enough time for you to recount all the votes in the entire state of Georgia by November 20th. And if you haven't already, please go visit the thejamalstore.com. It makes big promises and it delivers. We have some new masks at the store. Apparently, we have more masks than the entire country of America does under President Donald Trump. So come check them out before you die. Do, do redeem yourself. The theme of this show is redemption, of course. It may serve you well one day to know that I am attorney, an attorney with great grammatical skills of course and you need to be picked up one day if you need to be picked up one day from the county jail you have something to trade for that you 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 need that then you can drop a ransom note at jamal at radio at gmail.com people have contacted me i do respond especially when they have something to trade by the way hello to the connecticut criminal defense lawyers association of which i am a proud member at least for now i remind you that this broadcast will soon be up on every podcast net- network that ever existed and that will ever exist in the future. Now, that's a lie, of course, but it's a lie we intend to make true. There are a lot of great podcasts up that go back two years for this broadcast, and I urge you to listen to the one about accountability. That's one of my favorite. Please remember, this is important, write this down. Please remember that my views do not represent this station. So if you call this station to complain about me, All they're going to do is complain back to you and be like, yeah, right, we agree. So don't waste your time associating me with this station, at least not now until I buy it. They don't like this any more than you do, buddy. Stand in line if you have any complaints. So there it is. That's my introduction, folks. If you don't like it, you can't send it back to the country it came from. But if you wish to complain, and you will definitely wish that, we take direct phone calls live on the air, 860 218-2173 I'll say that nice and fast so you can't interrupt me while I'm ranting and raving 860-218-2173 I invite you to call in you do not need an invitation and with that it's time for a break you hear my voice cracking right time for a break accompanied by fine music selected by me DJ Jamal of the Jamal Show after this break I'm going to tell you what Joe Biden needs to do at a minimum at a minimum, to further this country down the road of redemption. Redemption is the theme of today's broadcast, Rejoice America. This song is a new one called My Favorite Things by Ty Bless, and it brings a little holiday spirit to the Jamal Show. So why don't you take this break with me, and meet me on the other side of God God bless my favorite things Every
0: stage can never be enough When them
2: pounds don't get paid So lyrically
0: I'm tough and I'm grinding my way To mine is all flush like the dime in the day I know times is rough Every rhyme, every stage Can never be enough when them pounds rhyme don't my get paid things, you know? So literally so I'm tough pain, and I'm grinding my way to, to mine turn, is all flush like the dime in the day Smile on your face now Shorty, I am your guy The way we act all inside of the ride You bring it to home for me and let me get mine Ice cream and cookies and off the low wings The ice on your mouth be enough for your brains The nice full of goofies, the life of a king. The labels that choose me cause Lex is my team i love up I am The sound of your voice when you call back the door. Right. The sight of your face when I opened that door. The sound of the face back when hip-hop was born Big calls the maze back when Bad Boy was born Dame Dash and Jay when the rock was the law. The warmth of the love and the hugs of my sons. The feeling of... When I got too fun Those critics may hate this But I'm not the one I got this, I hate it, I raped it It's done You never can escape it It's going number one Be positive and fake it Like yo Obama one. It's time to escape it That negative is done Like Madden Bowl, I scrape kids one 105 the I one Like, like on My case skills Will magnetize the gum. I'm an actor yo My face deals Can advertise the fun Mama's fried chicken And macaroni and cheese. Angie's empanadas and homie's 16. You feeling this go no harder. I'm living on my dreams. You got it, man. It's not I live life like me too. of my ladies. Now we got money from songs that I sing. These are a few of my favorite things.
2: Hi, my name is Isaiah Washington, and I'm the founder and CEO of LettuceAvelle.com. I created an online database to help up-and-coming entrepreneurs grow their customer base, as well as a space for consumers to find the next best thing. So if you're an entrepreneur looking to advertise your business to more consumers, try LettuceAvelle.com today. You can create your own customizable ads for consumers all over the nation to see. And if you're a consumer... Let has a diverse category of services. Whether you're looking for an event planner for your next event, maybe a band for your wedding, or even a preacher for your next service, Let has what you need. So what are you waiting for? Log on today at L-E-T-U-S-A-V-A-I-L.com. It's time to avail.
1: And I'm back. Just like that. That song was My Favorite Things by Todd Bless, my brother. I like that song because it... um. Sounds like the holidays that are coming up, even though these holidays will be a little different than any other we will, we can remember in recent history. More on that later. Also, after the Ty Bliss song, we had a word from our new sponsor, as they used to say back in the day. Letusavail.com is a great service that helps you become a business if you are a DJ or a magician or a public speaker like myself. You should go and check out that site as a way to make some extra cash. I'm telling you. Get back to me and let me know how it went. Other than that, it was a pleasure to have you back with us on The Jamal Show. It is a pleasure to have you back. This is The Place to Get Intelligent on WKND and on podcast. I am the listener assistant, Jamal from Harlem, part-time snake charmer, conspiracy theory skeptic, infamous mosquito slayer, news junkie, the man always waiting for the fat lady to sing. Thanks for being with us. The theme today is redemption, and you already know why. I know some people get exhausted from politics easily. This broadcast still expands beyond politics, but we did just make it through a really explosive election. Really explosive. And I'd like to set a foundation of what we should expect as working class people and as black people from Joseph Robinette Biden. What a middle name, huh? I want to lay out just the bare minimum of what we should expect from Joe Biden's redemption of America in the next four years in consideration of the fact that he may only serve one term. I mean, this has been a rumor, right? He's he's taking the position that he might only serve one term, which leaves us with Kamala Harris. And, you know, she wasn't my first pick, but okay. Better than Trump? Yes. So there we go. Redemption is the theme of this broadcast, people. Now, are there there are those who tell us Not to pay attention to what a president says, but instead pay attention to what he does. I say nonsense. Really nonsense. Because saying something is doing something. Especially if you happen to be a man of your word, like I am. And this brings me to the very first change that I expect from Joe Biden with respect to his leadership. Biden has to change the tone of this country. I used to have a best friend who could no longer fill that role because he died. He once told me that, It's not what you say to people, but it's how you say it that can be the most persuasive. My best friend wasn't alive for any of Donald Trump's presidency, but I'm sure he wouldn't have been impressed with a man who said things the wrong way to just about everybody. Here's a guy who disrespected the very dead John McCain. Maybe that's why Trump lost Arizona. Maybe it's the revenge of McCain. John McCain was one of Arizona's favorite sons. And by the way, disparaging dead people does not make for a successful deal maker. Deal maker. Excuse me. If you haven't noticed, he hasn't been the best deal maker. And it's because he's like this. He's a sore loser. He's a sore winner. He's just a sore person, that Trump. And Joe Biden must redeem us from that. In Donald Trump, we had a guy who thought it was appropriate. Appropriate to make up lies about his opponent's children. On stage in front of millions of people. Of course, I'm talking about the Hunter Biden smears. Could you imagine how you would feel if someone attacked your children unfairly in a political race? You had Donald Trump Jr. going on national television mocking Hunter Biden for having challenges with addiction, which is strange because I'd, re- I'd much rather be a crackhead than Donald Trump Jr. But even after that, Joe Biden never went after Trump's family members. Even though there's lots to go after. Lots. In Joe Biden, we have a character that doesn't lie to the country about things that are easily verifiable. For example, in Donald Trump, we have a guy who cannot accept that he may have lost an election. It's been days now. Why can't he accept it? Well, I'll tell you why. In part, he said that Hillary Clinton never accepted the legitimate Excuse me, the legitimacy of his presidency. That's what Trump said. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Exhibit 1. If it'll play. It was not the speech Hillary Clinton had hoped to deliver for the long and hard-fought election campaign. This is not the
0: outcome we wanted or we worked so hard for. And I'm sorry that we did not win this election for the values we share and the vision we hold for our country.
1: Clinton appeared somber as she addressed supporters after the votes were tallied. Now, isn't that interesting? That was Hillary Clinton the day after the 2016 election. Anybody, anybody who watched the 2016 election must agree with me that Hillary's speech that night must have been the most difficult day of her life. When she did that speech, People on the right made fun of her. The very next day, she did the speech saying, well, you know, it's been called. But she was up there smiling, doing what Donald Trump still cannot do a week after the election has been decided against him. He can't concede for the good of the country. This country has gone from a practice of heated debate between lawmakers to a practice of just calling each other silly names, as if we were all back in elementary school. The chief name-caller is responsible for that tone. Now, if I have a legitimate beef with a policy of Trumps, so that just means I hate him now. I can't have a legitimate beef. I, it can't be that I disagree with his policy. We've got to be tired of that kind of prose of, as Americans. The tone of scapegoating has to go. Mexicans are bring, bringing leprosy to America. But Why can't we buy Greenland In fact can we trade Puerto Rico for Greenland I mean that kind of stuff The scapegoating Hey hey why can't we inject disinfectant into people To fight the coronavirus Trump said Then he said oh oh that was just a joke As if the White House press room Is the correct place for this style of comedy Biden must redeem us from this flagrant stupidity Shown by our country Through its leadership in the past four years And these are not policy beefs I have. I realize that elections have consequences. I realize that. But maybe I should be able to expect the tone of the presidency not to be one where Trump is telling the German chancellor to shut up before he hangs up on her. That's not policy. This is a tone that needs to be changed in this country. Now, we need to change from a tone that allows a president to bring frivolous lawsuits to overturn an election without shame. Right now as I speak, the President of the United States is using taxpayer money to fabricate affidavits that are untrue on their face, fabricate court papers that are untrue on their face in courts around the country in order to overturn a landslide election. In fact, just yesterday, Donald Trump tried to invalidate all the votes in the state of Georgia, all of them. He didn't win Georgia. Democrats had not won Georgia since 1992. by a guy named Bill Clinton, he's a little embarrassed by that. So you know, let's just invalidate all the votes in Georgia. Like, like they didn't vote at all. This is the art of the deal. Even Hillary Clinton found a way not to file lawsuits against American votes once he lost. And did you know? Do you know what else I'm looking forward to? When Trump leaves the White House, this is what I'm looking forward to: a new presidential cabinet. And I'm not talking about the type of cabinets that, st- that store dishes. I'm talking about new cabinet secretaries, new, new personnel. To to Time to say so long to this long list of crooks, liars, and family members, those that make up the crew that can't shoot straight. Joe Biden has to redeem us with a choice in cabinet members that reflect a philosophy that character matters. I'm tired of having an education secretary who apparently sees no reason to support public schools. I'm tired of having a head of the EPA who used to sue the EPA for overreaching and, and and wants to expand oil drilling. I'm tired of press secretaries who don't mind lying overtly on national TV. It's not even uncomfortable for them. They seem to love it. I'm tired of some young, privileged kid. I won't even say any names, Jared Kushner. I'm tired of him being in charge of the whole Middle East just because he impregnated and married the president's favorite daughter. and if any if anybody thinks that I said that disrespectfully, well, you should probably hear our president talk one day. And by the way, what are Ivanka's qualifications to serve in the White House anyway? I have no idea what job she has ever had besides working for her dad. I would expect, I would expect, that there will not be enough space in the White House for Hunter Biden as a staffer in the Biden administration. I don't, I don't think Hunter Biden's going to be in the White House. That's what I expect. Even the position of the First Lady was corrupted by Melania when she copied Michelle Obama for her first speech. Then she lied and said she didn't. But you know what? She copied the speech word for word. So it's kind of hard to lie about a speech copy word for word, isn't it? But she did anyway. I guess that's part of her whole "be best" slogan. At the same time, at the very same time, her husband was telling the country that Obama wasn't even American. That's the wrong tone for any leader to have in this country. Joe Biden must redeem us from that. Making lies about someone's nationality is not politics. That's demagoguery. That's not offering a solution to people's problems. That's telling people that you are the problem. We need a, a, a less self-destructive tone in America. I'm tired of having a State Department secretary who routinely curses at reporters and walks around as if he doesn't have to testify in front of Congress or answer to anybody except Orange Man Trump. I'm tired of sitting through 20 minutes of flowery language about the president every time there's a press conference. It's boring. It's boorish. And it reminds me of how they must treat the dictator of North Korea. Oh, the, the overly great and powerful with big hands, sir. He is just the greatest. I mean, this, it's not it's just a good economy. It's the greatest economy ever. I mean, who's not tired of that? Who's not tired of feeling like they're standing in front of a used car salesman every time they want to hear something going on with the country? Even the president's doctor is full of ish. He's 225 pounds of pure muscle and brains. If the president is 225 pounds, I'm Queen Elizabeth, okay? That dude's like 300, three big ones. If you can corrupt a doctor, who can't you corrupt on your cabinet? The way that policy is carried out, the tone of each department comes from the people that the president places at the head of those departments. And so if the head is corrupt, like say Michael Flynn was, then things don't go well. Michael Flynn, you know, currently in court, Michael Flynn was hired by Trump to be the national security advisor. The problem was that Flynn was acting on behalf of Turkey when he was hired by America. See how that works? And when asked about it, he just lied. It's not good to have a national security advisor who secretly works for Turkey. Maybe, maybe you're new to national security and you didn't know that. But usually when you want to hire somebody that works in the inner workings of your government, you want to make sure they're not pledged to help another government that's like opposed to you on certain issues. You know what I'm saying? And then lies to you about it. You don't want to make him national security. You know, you don't want to make him the head of the National Security Council. So so he was secretly working for Turkey, right? Maybe Donald Trump didn't know that you're, you're not really supposed to have people who work for other governments working on the most parts of your government. But I bet Joe Biden knows that. Biden needs to redeem America with a competent staff who doesn't sit around finding ways to boost Biden's ego from day to day. And while he's at it, maybe Biden won't force the secret service to stay at his golf clubs so that he can charge double for the rooms. As far as policy goes, I think we can and should expect Joe Biden to fix health care. I believe that it is his mandate. And if this is all he does in one term, before he leaves office. I think we will be able to say that he was a success. And I think that the health care issue ties in with COVID-19 as well. It is a fact. That not only has Trump screwed up the COVID-19 response. But the Republicans have gotten nowhere in terms of health care proposals. To either make Obamacare stronger or to replace it with a good health care plan. That's primarily because it's not in their blood. They believe that the health care system is not broken. See, to them, if people can't afford health care, then they don't deserve it. Or simple, that's not broken. That's not a broken system of Republicans. That's a working system of Republicans. If you can't pay for something, you can't walk out the store with it. The store's not broken. That means you just can't afford it. That system works for Republicans. Their philosophy disallows them from sharing Anything of value with people who don't have the money to buy in. In the Republican Dictionary, people who can't just buy in, they're called freeloaders. And you can't be a freeloader and a patriot at the same time. Not in their world. Joe Biden helped pass Obamacare. Obamacare is not perfect, but it changed my life in particular. And many others besides mine who needed health care plans not tied to an employer. That mistake happened in World War II, and I went over that in another episode, but I digress. Being an independent attorney, in my case, many times means that you must pay for your own health care, with no contribution to be found from an outside employer. This means that many people who are self-employed, this leaves them in a bind for lots of money they can't necessarily afford. Obamacare has helped, but it needs more teeth as a law to really make a difference in the lives of the working class. Joe Biden needs to redeem our health care in America so that over 40,000 people don't die each year for lack of preventative medicine. 40,000. Finally, and I'm going to make this point before we go to another break. Because justice is important, I do believe we need an investigation into what happened during the Donald Trump presidency. We need to know if any harm was done to our intelligence gathering apparatus as a result of President Blabbermouth letting his tongue run in every interview about classified information and weapon systems that we are developing. We need to know what he told Vladimir Putin. Because he's not going to tell us. We need to know if he cheated on his taxes while in office. Because it certainly sounds likely if he has a $750 tax bill. The legal cases against Trump for sexual assault need to be given their time in court. And New York State has several actions pending with the Trump name on them. Now, while Joe Biden already said that he would not pardon Donald Trump, we need to make sure that he doesn't. For no man is above the law, even if that man has gotten 70 million votes. To allow him to evade any criminal liability he may have in front of the whole nation would be more than destructive to our judicial system that is already not seen as fair to the poor or minorities. If Trump is innocent of all the crimes that he appears to be guilty of, then so be it. That can happen. Of course, I could be wrong. But who believes that when it comes to a guy who has lied for five years straight about the availability of just his tax returns? Just his tax returns he's lied about. I don't believe him. Let's find out. So there's a lot of things we need to know about how this administration operated. Did Trump take or offer bribes from foreign leaders like he did with the leader of Ukraine? We have no idea. We really have no idea. But we should at least have the opportunity to find out. And and, and what about before the election? Trump's lawyer, Michael Cohen, went to jail for Trump covering up paying a porn star for sex. And Michael Cohen isn't even the one who had sex with Stormy Daniels. Nor did Michael Cohen run for office, but he still was the one that served time in jail for Trump's crime. In fact, Trump was named as an unindicted co-conspirator in that court. Are we prepared to imprison Michael Cohen and let Trump go just because he served in an office? I'm one to say that I don't think we can afford to do that. So I'm expecting a deep dive into the former president's uh, doings, activities. We all know that justice isn't applied fairly to everybody. We all know that, but that doesn't mean we shouldn't try. Trump has run fraudulent organizations for decades. Thousands of people have been damaged by his unethical business practices. He should not escape liability just because he got lucky in 2016. Okay, time for me to take a little break and drink some water because I seem to be losing my voice again. But it's a nice sacrifice because it's all for the struggle. And for this next break, it is sponsored by a young rapper named Tommy Vendetta of Harlem, my hometown. This is a new track by him. It's called Bad One. Please enjoy.
3: It's a bad, bad, way. get a bad, finna make a bag, bag, make a bag, bad, shit, gon' keep me up, This one booty's a bag, it's, it's like bad, huh, it's a damn, finna make a bag, don't brag, shit, gon' keep me up, This one booty's a bag, Trying to give me some more. Old team out here getting some dough. Anytime you can hit me, you know I'm a down ass to the phone show. Only rich be the life that we live. Old family about the rise in this bitch. Ain't no time for me to watch someone win. I got grind and I've been locking it in. People always want to say the same thing, but it's cool you on the way to so our own. Everyone, really we about to break every goal. And you know we about to take to my thumb. Always in this game with the heat. Hits sounded like amazing to me. I don't know what you had made with your team, but we sounded like the greatest we've Bow, bow, a bad, bad, the make a- in the back, shit gon' keep me up, this one booty bad, it might pass on, it's a damn Finna make it fag, on. Bag, shit gon' keep me up, this one booty bad Flex harder than me, I be moving no Run runnin' show low-key, getting praise OD, youngest move OG, next album way platinum, I don't even gotta scratch it, know the hits stay classic This a Michael every magic, one against Drake Jackson like the storm that I rode in. I ain't even talking old and I'm hiding that. From the place where we came from, youngers really make it rain so we know that. Sleeping on what we did, but I know the i in the big since yeah. I was running in the bib. I was never fun of kids cause I was trying to get my chips. More in and out changing, way less of the faking. They was turning like my pages, all day for the greatness. I got what it takes, man. No pics for the newbies, I don't cuddle with the groupies. No hope they don't do me. Always being choosy, I'd rather make them... Quick flip for the glowing, I don't really like jokes. I know the rolls gon' rollin'. Yeah. Independent with the smoke, You can never touch the dope. Never. I ain't still gon' see you. No, we not runnin' redo, do. For the people who deceive you, always tryna see you while we focused on what we do. This a bad one. Get a finna make it bag on the bag. Shit gon' keep me up. This one brings that bag, on. It's a damn finna make it bag on the bag. Shit gon' keep me up. This one brings a bag.
1: minutes left it's funny because um this guy tommy Vandetta, he's such a respectful young man um i asked him for new music like three weeks ago and he gives me all this this um experimental stuff a bunch of it right and i'm like yeah this is okay i see what you're trying to go with this and he's like oh well, i do have this one single they put out and i'm like it's this one and i'm like dude why didn't you give me this first you know what I'm saying? it's like well produced not experimental he's like oh you know whatever so it's funny artists never know how to market themselves And uh, I I deal with this all the time. um, I'm the attorney for a jazz musician who just was nominated for a Grammy last year. And we're going to have him on. And I have uh, one of my best friends, the actor. He was just nominated for an Emmy two years ago, a daytime Emmy, Anthony Montgomery. He might be listening right now. But we'll get to all that. It's my honor to welcome you back to the Jamal Show, the place to get intelligent. The original Jamal Show, not the fake Jamal Show. I've spoken to you about this before. Stay away from all the imposters in the podcasting world. They are not authentic. I did a broadcast on authenticity just a while ago. Go check that out first before you listen to any dastardly imposters, okay? They'll take you home. They'll flood the suburbs with low-income housing. I always tell you that. Anyway, my name is Jamal. I'm originally from Harlem, but they started giving me $125 parking tickets every day. It made me seek the beautiful suburban streets of Connecticut, so here I am. Here's a quick reminder to check out, check out the Jamal Store, excuse me, the Jamalstore.com and I am not still in elementary school, The storecom is a special place where you can support this show with funds, and we can actually give you something back for your support, or you can just make a small but meaningful donation to our cause of truth and justice, and the American way. We don't take Russian money, but we have no problem with Bitcoin, and we do need your support. We love being able to give something back to you in return for your support. So this is a case where we all wear. Uh, just go to the JamalStore.com. Don't talk. Don't talk. Just go there now. I also love to talk to listeners, so any listeners who wish to contact me can do so at JamalShowRadio at gmail.com. For the sign language expert, that's JamalShowRadio at gmail.com. There you go. Let me move on. One really important thing I need to point out about American Redemption is that it's not only for the job of Joe Biden to redeem us. We all, as a majority, must play a role in American Redemption. And I'm I'm speaking a little quickly because um, I don't want to be kicked out of the station. So let me move on. We all have this COVID-19 virus still running through the population exponentially. It seems to be running through our country at will. And right now, right about now, several states are having problems with hospital capacity. In under one year, 240,000 people have died from this disease. It still hasn't even been a year yet. At this time last year, I had no idea what COVID-19 was. That's crazy. While it is true that about 2 million people die per year on average, this is 240,000 more people dead this year than last year. And the virus is not finished yet. It's actually speeding up with its murder of our civilians. And that's a little concerning considering that we are now heading into holiday season. Plus the weather is getting colder and flu season is here. The seasonal flu being the remnant of another pandemic from 1918. So this holiday season will be different as a result of this pandemic. And it's not a surprise because it is changing everything. Many of us will be following every doctor's advice not to see our families are gathering large groups this season. And it will suck. But we are doing this to earn a better Thanksgiving next year. We have heard a lot of good news recently about a vaccine coming. We've heard, for example, that one of the new vaccines may be as much as 90% effective. Now, this is great news considering that the CDC was hoping that it would be at least 50% effective. But that's not the end of it. See, While a vaccine may materialize, it still has to be distributed to billions of people in order to be effective. You can't really have anybody left out who can re-spread the disease. And in truth, we have to cover all bases. That means we need to continue mask wearing and physical distancing while the vaccine is being distributed. At the same time as the vaccine is being distributed, we still have to practice social distancing or physical distancing. And wear face masks. I bet a lot of people don't know that. But we need to step up regardless of what it takes. Last week I went to a liquor store in Fairfield. I guess they call them package stores here. But in Harlem where I'm from. They're called what they are. Liquor stores. (laughs) Anyway I walked in and asked if they had any Malibu. The cashier looked at me and told me she couldn't serve me without a mask. Now I already knew this. But in all truth I had simply forgotten my mask. But I also felt a little ashamed to be without one. So I left. I planned on coming back, but I had some errands to run first and I needed to grab a mask right quick. So when I did get back to the quote unquote package store, the woman apologized to me. She said she didn't mean to be rude, but I stopped her. No, ma'am, I said, I appreciate you telling me to put my mask on. You did the right thing and I appreciate it. I think you were right to do that. I said this to her. But I didn't always have this attitude about masks, nor did I always take the pandemic seriously. When the pandemic first sent me home for work in March of 2020, I hated wearing a mask, so I didn't. I still hate wearing a mask, but I wear one regardless now, and I realize now how dense I was not to wear one before. I have redeemed myself. Redemption is the theme of this broadcast. Because if I can change, that means that just about everybody can. And quite honestly... None of us has much of a choice but to change our habits rather drastically if we ever hope to control this virus. We do not have the convenience to exercise our freedoms to not wear a mask. Any more than a cop has the convenience to exercise his bravery by not wearing a bulletproof vest. Wearing a mask is not about bravery or politics. It's about someday getting back to a life closer to what we are used to. And right now, the life we are used to is not something that we are guaranteed to ever see again. In fact, there are over two hundred forty thousand people who thought that their lives would be getting back to normal after their little cough went away earlier this year. That didn't happen for them. Here's another relevant story. Two days ago, I went to Walmart on Flatbush in Hartford to pick up a few items, only to find out only to find out that Walmart had closed earlier. That Thursday. Why had it closed early? I'll tell you why. 56 employees called in sick with COVID-19 on that particular evening. Just two days ago. In Hartford. In Connecticut. A state that hasn't been hit as much as other states. This was just this past Thursday. A Walmart employee told me all about it as they were going home early that night. Walmart closed the whole store early. And called in some environmental people to sanitize the store. Again, it was Walmart Who decided to close the store due to COVID. It wasn't the governor of Connecticut making that decision. This was COVID closing the store directly. And I see that Walmart COVID event as a lesson for the country. In order to get back to our real lives, we have to get control of this virus. This is not a maybe. There will be no business as usual while so many people are dying so fast from such a transmissible virus. Business will always come second to human life. It's not even close. Would you go to work if you thought your life may be in danger when you got there? Perhaps you would, but millions won't. Are you going to quit your job to become a teacher to replace those teachers too scared to come in? So far, America has been just about the worst in the world at controlling this virus, even though the virus didn't start here. The small town where it did start is pretty much virus-free right now. America needs to redeem itself and go from the worst at handling this virus to the best. We now have a serious president who can help us, but the work still needs to be done by us. And we can do that easily by simply adhering to good hygiene and strict mask wearing and distancing. Joe Biden can't do that for us. He can't be safe for us. He can only lead us to the water. Joe Biden can't make us drink the water. When a vaccine comes, we can do that too. But it's amazing to me how hard doctors have to work to get people to simply wear masks. Even with our history of drafting people in the war, it seems like it was easier to send people to Vietnam than it is to get them to wear a damn mask. We Americans get emotional. We can get emotional about our rights sometimes. But just because it's your right not to wear a mask doesn't mean that you shouldn't. We need to consider ourselves draft personnel into a different type of war against an enemy that we cannot see, but an enemy that is still approaching us as we speak today. It's not too late to redeem ourselves in the way that we have treated this pandemic. As Americans, it can't be too late. We really cannot let ourselves believe that it's too late to control this virus because as tough as we Americans think we are, I don't think we know if we're ready to pay the big price in casualties with this virus. It doesn't have to stop here. Seeing two two million people die from COVID-19 next year is possible and would be absolutely traumatic to Americans. Everyone would have someone close to them who died from this disease. We must believe that there is still time to avoid that. We need to redeem ourselves. Redemption was the theme of this broadcast. Please allow me to leave you with this thought. America has billion-dollar fighter jets that can disable an aircraft carrier from another country. But this virus has already surpassed the number of total American deaths in several of our wars. With that, my work is done here. I got to go before the station kicks me out. But I will see you in two weeks with a new live broadcast. I'm looking forward to spending more time with you then. And until then, try your best not to punch each other in the face. How about that?
0: This is the Jamal Show. Down in. Jamal. Jamal C Wright. Jamal. This is the Jamal Show. <laughs> this is the Jamal Show. Jamal. C. Jamal. Jamal. <laughs> this is the Jamal Show. <laughs> Jamal
2: hey, 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 hey. Jamal see.